Welcome to Lakes United We Stand podcast. My name's Andy Mitten and I'm outside Old Trafford. It's an hour or so before the Champions League game against Benfica. Podcast brought to you in association with Red Army Bet. Go to redarmybet.com for the latest Dalton offers on Manchester United's game. Just bumped into a lad um, who's going to the game tonight. Where are you from, mate? Liverpool, mate. Um, what do you think about the game tonight? Convincing United win, I'd expect. Uh, hopefully a better performance from Manchester United's point of view than we saw in Benfica but they got the result but uh, expecting a few goals You don't get many United fans in Liverpool do you? Do you know any? No I don't I'm probably one of the few <laughs> There's no way I'm having Jamie Carragher passing himself off as a United fan I do think you've got a soft spot for United though I'll tell you why here's my, here's my thinking I know, like, the lads in Liverpool buzz off you, and I know you're a club legend there, but... A, you used to buy United We Stand, true or false? Yeah, if I was in an airport and I was was getting on a flight, and I I mean, I used to buy a few fanzines, different clubs. Because I always think it's it's a lot better than reading the the papers. You find out a little bit more detail, so, yeah. I was always uh, doing a little bit of spying on United. B, when I tweeted the other day from Leicester that I'd spoke to some Everton fans from Bootle. You commented on Twitter, and then you said that Evertonians are all Closet United fans, mm. but you were an Evertonian as a young lad, <laughs> and, a, and a match-going one, and I respect you for that. Yeah. You know, Most footballers didn't go to watch a football team for various reasons. You mm. went home and away. Mm. So then I thought, well, you're an Evertonian, so deep down, <laughs> I think you are a Closet Manchester United fan. <laughs> No, it was, uh, I mean, I think I've said this before, when, when I was a youngster, I always remember me, uh, me dad, there was always this sort of rivalry, Liverpool, Manchester, but when we were kids, it was Everton, Liverpool, it was mid-80s, we were sort of dominating, Merseyside was getting trophies and that, and uh, I remember me dad always saying, oh, he, he, me dad saying he didn't sort of hate United or nothing like that, because he said, oh, they always play attacking football, they always play with wingers, what is there to not like? really in some ways at that time but I never really had that rivalry until I became a player really with Liverpool so it was not really as, as a fan uh, because it wasn't well the United weren't the, the dominant force the United, United were like the fourth best team and Ever- yeah. Everton and Liverpool were first and second yeah so that, that was what was determined that was your big rivalry when do you play Liverpool when do you play Everton vice versa you, you're on the streets you're kids you're growing up you're, you've all got the kits on you're in school every day Man United wasn't really in the thought of being totally honest. I remember United because of the, the cup final 85. That was a... Uh, you were there, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. Whiteside. Yes. Curling it round Neville Southall. With me dad until he got locked up before the game. Yeah, I remember that. He got <laughs> nicked, didn't he? Yeah. And you, how, how old were you? I, what was I? 85? Eight. And there was a mix-up over tickets or something? Yeah, again. <laughs> <laughs> and um, We had Neville Southall on air. He was the first non-Manchester United fan on air couple of years ago yeah and he was brilliant he's brilliant isn't he and he told you've seen him on twitter i, I oh, like hilarious, him i like him you know i didn't have any opinion of him as a, as a person um before he came on here and he was just brilliant he said can i give him a fee to the former manchester united players association brilliant that's when we were paying fees just before <laughs> you but he also said that i think he was from landudno or something yeah and, he used to stand on the stretch and now and again when mm. just because he liked watching football. Well, well, I remember coming here as a kid. I came here twice, and uh, 
it was a nil nil game. I, 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 I met Alex Ferguson. Uh, hiya. I met Ferguson obviously when when he retired and he, he remembered the game. I remember just coming here and being in that car park there and the Everton team coming out and he, it was one of the installments first games, 87, 88, Everton, I think Everton won the league, Everton won the league. In 87 they won the league, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, and the game finished nil-nil, yeah. Uh, so I remember I come here a couple of times, yeah, and there was one in 85, I remember. So you were coming as an away fan? Yeah, yeah. Was you scared? No, no, I mean, I was probably too young to understand yeah. things, the mid-80s was Back. quite lively, wasn't it? Uh, but I always remember going to Munich in 85. I was only eight to watch Everton. And when we got off You're a very, very lucky lad to be getting taken to away games at that age. Yeah. European away games. Yeah, it was a European Cup Winners' Cup semi-final away in Bayern Munich, Olympic Stadium. And you beat um, Everton beat Bayern Munich at home, didn't you? Yeah. And that was like one of the greatest ever nights. Oh, that was, that was the greatest Probably the greatest ever Yeah, that was the greatest night, yeah. I always remember I was, I was behind the goal, uh, the upper Gladys Street, yeah. Won the last time, won 3-1, but... Yeah, that's what it was, and probably at that age, it, listen, you know it was, the way it was, it was lively, but I was too young to understand that. I always remember people telling me about uh, the semi-final that year at Goodison between Liverpool and Man United. Yeah. And that was very lively. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the return at Main Road. Yeah. Brian Robson scored the winner. Yeah. The lads who I know went to that say there was more trouble at that than any game they'd saw. Yeah, that was yeah. probably the peak of it, wasn't it, when yeah. there was like massive mobs of hundreds and hundreds yeah, going yeah. there. And not... People getting seriously injured as well. Mm. It was um, so. What when you sit here and you look at that beautiful stadium in front of you, <laughs> the largest club stadium in England, showing its age a little bit. I must admit, needs a needs a lick of paint. What do you think? Prawn sandwich brigade. Do you? No <laughs> idea. All I can see is glass and people eating. That's all I can see. <laughs> it's true. It's actually true. Uh, and what's it like to play in there? Oh, listen, it was a very very difficult place to to come. I mean, the big thing for us as a Liverpool player coming, the pitch is a lot bigger than Anfield. Yeah. And obviously, Man United being used to playing on it. Whenever I came here, Man United would be huge favourites in the game, but, but a better side than, than us when, when I was playing. So, more often than not, when you play a, a better side on a bigger pitch, it makes it a lot more difficult. But we did okay, I think, uh, at Old Trafford, to be honest. I think we had a couple of big defeats, and it was one was 4 but we had 10 men, I think, after about a minute, uh, one game. Well, then if you, you had a good team in, in 09, granted, you nearly won the yeah. league, you, you, won, um, you won here handsomely. Um, Manchester United did win the league and were European champions that year. If you had to pick a team of joint from the players in sort of 08, 09, United and Liverpool, which, oh, oh, we which Liverpool teams players together. would get in United's European Cup winners of a decade? In ago? that team? Yeah. I think that season, I think Torres would get in. Yeah. You know I United think, looked at Torres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gary's told me. Yeah. yeah, I think. I mean, I think, I think a few teams looked at him didn't quite fancy him. But that side, yeah, I would, I would say Torres would get in. You'd have to find a place for Steven Gerrard to, to be in the side. Yeah. Uh, I I wouldn't have got in. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have got in ahead of Ferdinand Vidic. Uh, who else? Was, I mean, Xavi Alonso. You'd have to find a place. I think. Yeah. I think our central midfield actually of Mascherano and Alonso. What was yours then? Carrick and Scholes. Yeah. I mean, that's a Scholes of thirty-three, thirty-four. I must say, but at that time, I'd probably just give ours the edge. Only because Scholes was, was that age, but I'd probably say Hargreaves had one good season. I suppose you'd go for Gerard over Hargreaves, wouldn't you? You know. I yeah. think so, Andy. Yeah. I think so. No, I think you're right. <laughs> I think. Um, I think Steven Gerrard in 07 was the best 
probably the best player in the league. Well, I think, well, I think in, I know you're saying 07, but I think in 06 and 08, I think he got player of the year. I think he got PFA player of the year, or he got football, well, he certainly got one of them, PFA player of the year one year, and football of the year, the, the, uh, the no, it wasn't 08, it was 08, 09, the year when we, we almost won the league, yeah. player of the year, yeah. Probably probably four players, we had, that was the best side I played in. What we lacked was what you had then, you, you had Ronaldo. I think we could match it in terms of, you might have had just the edge, say, at centre-back, but not much in it. Maybe we just had Torres over was, was Rooney and Tevez at that time. Yeah. Our centre midfield very close. You got Scholes and Carrick. Yeah. You, you could argue both. I think we used were a lot better was wide areas. Yeah. I think we'll see Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Ronaldo, Ronaldo was just. Europe, well, he was the. He, yeah. he, he, I mean, we only lost two league games that season. Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid growing up, forty-two game season, it was you could lose six and yeah. you could win the league. Yeah. I mean, to lose two and not win a league is like. <laughs> You know, we're talking about United and Liverpool. Suppose it was just in- inevitable that we'd start talking about that. Even though when I started recording this, I was going to ask you what you think about that impressionist who does great impressions of you. Darren Farley sounds more like me than me. You should do one of him. Yeah, I know. He's an old advert, isn't he? With a right few quid. I always say to some of the lads who played at United, a day, just go up and ask him for an autograph. Do it, do it or for a selfie. Just do it the other way around. Just go up and say, I was working. You know, <laughs> you're still on nights. Um, I feel really disappointed by how bad United-Liverpool games have become. In the run-up to the recent game at Anfield, I was writing loads of articles and building myself up for it and teaching my daughters, even though they had no interest, about the importance of United and Liverpool. And couldn't wait, woke up in the morning in a match and then, bang, it's crap, absolutely crap again. And it's touched a nerve, as you can probably tell. Why? Because it's your fault. It, I realise <laughs> our manager put the brake on when probably didn't need to. <clears throat> but it wasn't just that game. I find that they often underwhelm. No, I agree. I don't know if a lot of it has to do with early kickoffs as well. A fear of losing? A fear of losing, yes. Is the atmosphere as much? You know, it's like when you just go out of bed. Even as a player, sometimes you, you take your. I think the same with fans and games. It just feels a bit, a bit dead sometimes. But when we played well, you at well, night, the European games were good. I was going to say when we played you at night in that Europa League game, that was even worse for us. Yeah, well, that's uh, cop that night. I'll give you this. It was brilliant. I, ju- I just think a night game. It just. I, I wish they could put them at night. I mean, people think of the might, might, might be a bit. Of, I don't think they would be. As you said, you had those Europa League games. I think, listen, I'm, I'm part of Sky now. You just wish, could they put the games then? I know police get involved in these things. But, but there's no trouble now anyway. No, that's you what know, I'm saying. And, and the proof was in the pudding in that. But you it, had the two it was night games. last year and it was still nil-nil. Which one was that? In the league about October. Oh, well, can, can we take that back then, what I've just said? <laughs> well, that was Mourinho again playing a back nine. But I, I, I travel around Europe telling people how great Manchester United, Liverpool is and I'm proud, proud of it. And... They just look back at me and say, all right, we're going to watch it. And 600 million people around the world also mm-hmm. watch it. And I tweeted a few weeks ago, the Classico delivers time after time. Yeah. It is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Both teams really want to win. Mm-hmm. Now, the last Classico, I think Barca won 3-2 with Messi in the final minute. Yeah, it's just yeah. so dramatic and brilliant. Yeah. And maybe it's unfair to compare any game to that. But I well, wish, wish United-Liverpool yeah. could be better. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, the, the fear of losing, yeah, I think that's always there. Well, that's there in, in every big game. But listen, that, that is the way. I mean, I have not. I wouldn't criticise Mourinho for it. Uh, people might say it's not the Manchester United way, but 
I, I speak to Gary a lot about this. I, I think you've got to forget that Man United, Man United fans listen to this may not agree, but the Man United way always comes from obviously your managers, so some Busby's, Alex Ferguson. But once you come away from that and you're bringing in a manager, you're bringing him in to do what he does. You can't bring George Mourinho to ask him to change. You're bringing him to do what he does. So, if people start questioning Mourinho's type of football, it's not the Man United way. Don't question him. Question the fact that we give him the job. <laughs> no, but that's what he does. You brought him in because you haven't won the title for, what was it, three or four years. He's a serial winner. I want to bring him in. Don't ask him to do something else. He's going to do what he does. And that's what he is doing. And I think he is proving successful. Two, two trophies in his first season. He's going to have a great challenge for the league, whether he wins it or not, with, with Man City, it looks like. But I, I would never, ever question him the way he goes about things because there's success there. How can you question it? I only said I'd speak to you for a couple of minutes and I do have to get Manchester United fans on this podcast seeing as though it is a podcast for Manchester United fans and there's loads to talk about because Mourinho keeps making comments that <clears throat> they're, uh, they're irritating quite a few Manchester United fans but I'll give you a last minute of uh, what do you like about Manchester? Best Mancunian band? Oasis What do you like about the city of Manchester? Shops Shops? Well, what else have you got? It's a culturally diverse culture. and rich city which didn't need to apply for capital of culture. Skyscrapers everywhere. That's Manchester. Skyscrapers. You're, you're copying them in Liverpool now by building your skyscrapers. Oh, we're not, we we off. We, we're done. We build the Beaven Tower. You build We've the got all the Georgian Tower. houses. There's more Georgian houses anywhere except London. We've got all our culture, history. It was proven in 2008, wasn't it? What, when United won the European Cup? No, and the league? When we won. Oh, I thought you were about the European yeah, capital yeah, of trophies. Yeah. What was that, number two for you, was it? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be sad. Right, 20 times. Thank you very much <laughs> for, your, for your time, Jamie. So after saying goodbye to Jamie Carragher, I've walked on to Busby Way. And um, it's like Ferguson Way. Even got that wrong. It's a much more pleasant evening than pre-match on Saturday when it was rainy and cold. It's a, it's a very nice autumnal evening here in Manchester. I've just bumped into Thomas from Norway, and you've just you're a United fan. I've seen you going to games for years, and you've just told me you've moved to Manchester. Is that because of your love of Manchester United? Yeah, very much so. Uh, got a job? No. What do you do? Sell yourself now. 25,000 people download these. You've got 15 seconds. I'm a... Prostitute? Journalist. A oh, journalist, Fo- yeah. Fo- most journalists, football, media, videos, reports. Can, can you write in English? I can write in English. Can you write in Norwegian? I can write in Norwegian. Swedish? I yeah, I, I could do, yeah. Anything else? Yeah, yeah. Uh, German, maybe. So, week, some German. Specialised areas? No, it, it, within journalism. Yeah, <laughs> football uh, feature. You, how old are you? Uh, Thirty-two. Are you a bright lad? Yes. What's the third biggest city in Norway? This week, two fifty. Uh, I don't know if it's not that bright, are you? Come on, Ber- I know that. Ber- Bergen? No, that's the second biggest. Uh, Oslo, that's the biggest one, obviously. Obviously, it's the capital. Yeah, uh, Trondheim. Correct. Yeah. You got there in the so end. I'm, I'm a, uh, yeah, second brightest lad you've met today. We stand out this what week. What have you made of? Jose Mourinho in, in recent weeks as results have dipped and he's made some comments doesn't seem to be particularly impressed by some United fans I think it's uh, it's alright I have no problems with his comments because uh, 
Because the fans have has probably been on Lukaku's back uh, just because he doesn't score or hold the ball up as good as maybe we expect him to. <coughs> but he does the job and he gave the goals for Martial last uh, last game. So uh, I don't think we should. Uh, I think Mourinho's right. We should just support the team now before people or players are starting to have like serious dips in form over a long period of time. Not, not, let's not forget Lukaku scored in nine of his first ten games or something. So uh, he doesn't deserve any criticism at the moment, no. Where are you living in Manchester? I have uh, just got a bedroom today and it's in Fainsworth. Fainsworth? Fainsworth. The pole? In, in Oldham area. Yeah, yeah Manny from I, the Stone Roses I've, is from. I've just seen the bedroom for uh, one minute today, so I just have to get to know the area. So any Reds in Fainsworth listening to this, you've got to look yeah. after one of our own. Um, what do you like about Mancunian culture? What beers do you drink? Um, beers. I drink uh, Stella, Bex, Heineken, uh, Carlsberg, whatever. You need to learn some Mancunian words. I, I, I need some. I, I need Mancunian to learn some Mancunian culture. beers. Yeah. Local ales. You need to meet some local people. I do meet local people. Do you want some chat lines? You're in Oldham. Chat lines, yeah. yeah. Do you know some? If I was in Oldham. I'd go up to a girl in a bar and I'd say, meat pie, sausage roll, finish the end of this. Try that in Failsworth on Friday night. Just go up to a girl. I tried it with Gary Neville's wife, actually, on this meat, podcast. Yeah, meat pie, sausage, sausage roll. Sausage, meat pie, sausage roll. Yeah. Just. And what, what's the end of that line? Well, if they like you, it should roll off the tongue. Okay, so and by the end gonna... of the night, she's saying, you don't need to go back to your hovel. Come back to mine. Yeah, so I'm just going to start with meat pie, sausage roll. Yeah. That's it? Yeah, and then if she responds, uh, yeah. you're away. Okay. I'm going to try it. So, <laughs> <laughs> you end up in Oldham Hospital, Oldham yeah. Royal, and things haven't gone. An old guy actually stopped me this morning. Uh, it looked like the Santa Claus. He just uh, asked me where the Oldham Hospital was. So, right. well, I just said I, I came from Norway, yeah, so I have no idea. Honest answer. People of Fellsworth, look after this man. I've known you for a long time. You're a good, honest man. Steve Armstrong. How are you, mate? Fine. You've been working at a company for how long? And you've just left today. Are we allowed to talk about this? Mm, All right, yeah, you've yeah. just left your job, or your place of work after 30 I, uh, years. Well, I'm going to have I'm going to have a break and just gamble on horses and uh, and uh, and have a, and have a bit of a relaxing time. Yeah. 30 years is longer than United Greek Stand's been going. So it's right, a yeah, it's part a of your yeah, life. I know, but you've got to do more than one thing in your life, haven't you? It's this weirdo trying to take pictures of you. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> now, I'll tell you what I was going to say actually. Um, all the Benfica fans, see you, mate. All the Benfica fans, good luck in Failsworth, mate. You'll fucking need it. Yeah, yeah. take care. The, uh, the uh, Benfica fans are coming up to me tonight. And, uh, hiya, you all right? How are you? Um, kicking off about how there's absolutely fuck all to do around here from a from away sports point of view. And, you know, having just been to what I think is probably the best city to watch United in in well, Europe. Lisbon's brilliant. Oh, it's just Lisbon's got... top three Europe. Yeah, absolutely. Go on, what are you... others? Um... Oh, yeah, now, you, now, now you've got me. Kluge, yeah, Kluge, Kluge would be in it. Kluge is brilliant, but you can't say that Kluge is better, regular, than, better than like London. <laughs> no, well, no. Oh, you mean as in for your other ways? Cheers, or just yeah. in general? In, in See general. you later. Take care. 
Oh, I don't know. I'd have to come back to you on that one. But, yeah. I, I but think no, Lisbon. But the Lisbon's point is, brilliant. They're it's all, brilliant. They're complaining that Lisbon has got so much to do, and we were looked after last week, etc., etc., which was very true. And yet, there's absolutely nothing for them to do. I've just had to send them to Frankie and Benny's to get a I know, beer. I know. You know what? They're right. Yeah. Well, if we rocked up somewhere. And away ground, we got to this. We will be kicking off and moaning like we do at Reading and like we do at all these other Meccano. You're sets. right, aren't you? Yeah. You're so, right. I think um, I think it's something that I'm amazed United haven't tried to capitalise on this by putting something up on the around here that takes care of away fans. That from could. a business perspective, it would only be open once every two weeks. It'd be hard to. It's temporary, make isn't it? it? You just put a tent up, load of temporary beer, put a screen up. It's not hard to sort out. Have a look, how, look how much fun we had at Blackburn the other week when we were on. Like, like a small sort of fans area and say, come on, Scousers, come and enjoy yourself. Have a nice pint of Altsies. Well, they've actually they've got one there, haven't they? They've actually got one just at the back of your way. So, yeah. But yeah, I, I feel sorry for all these Benfica. I think you're right. It's interesting speaking of them lot, the uh, town's full of Maribor. Because they fly into Manchester and then they go to Liverpool the next day. Either that or they just think it's better here yeah. and then they're just going to go over yeah. to No, but I saw, I was on a plane last month with loads of um, Sevilla fans flying to Manchester because it's better connected than Liverpool is and they plan to spend a night here and then go over to Liverpool. I mean, if you've got half a brain... Amsterdam and Rotterdam, in it? Yeah, it is, but if you've got half a brain, you'd go to both because yeah, the two good cities... Yeah. And if you're into football and music, as a lot of football fans might be, you'd go to both, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, of course you would. And then... 40 minute train ride is absolutely nothing yeah so there's a lot of fans milling about it's pretty quiet at the minute but they're all sort of I think they were expecting bigger and better things from uh, from Manchester and from El Trafford for them to do but now you've got over Hurricane Brian <laughs> <laughs> someone come up to me today said I was listening to that Huddersfield podcast just it's a serious because there's actually a proper committee that names these things isn't it how do you, 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 you get you on went, the committee I don't know who, um, who as a kid says I want to be on the hurricane, be hurricane naming committee name, yeah but um, I know what about crap names that, that was clearly you know when you know when you've got one job to do and it's like five minutes before you finish and you've got to get out the door and it's like shit I need to get someone on there because, oh fuck it just call it Brian I'll see you in but, the morning uh, isn't New United well, we stand out this week because it's done for letters off the alphabet yeah. an alternate male female I believe right but Brian should be like the second one of the season though or is it like the 26 one right yeah I don't know I'm so you don't like... of all the people I thought would know this I have no. you quite high on the list no I know I do know daft <laughs> stuff like that hey mate um, okay. yeah no problem mate United, where are you from mate Denmark you're from Denmark no nah, where are you from in Denmark uh, Jutland Lemmig. Jutland yes and uh, you're obviously Danish as well how old are you uh, 10 how old are you 10 you're on you're on the United We Stand podcast. We had some Danish people on, on Saturday as well. Who's your favourite Manchester United player? Mm, Lukaku. Who? Lukaku. And who's yours? Uh, Martial. Is this your first time at Old Trafford or have you been this is your first time? Yes. What are you looking forward to seeing? Um, uh, United to win. United to win. And and you? United to win. Are you two twins? Yeah. So you, you just copy each other's answers? <laughs> and, and dad, I assume? Yeah? You, you, what have you made of United this season? Sorry? Uh, how have you been impressed by Manchester United this season? Yeah, it's a very... Um, yeah, what should I say? Do you know we stand out this week? another question. Another, another question? Yeah. What's the second biggest city in Denmark? <laughs> Second, uh, Aarhus. Correct. I'll give you that one. <laughs> Enjoy your, your visit to Old Trafford. Thank you. You too much. tonight. Take care of yourself. We stayed in Aarhus when we went to Midgetland. 
Arus is a good city. Yeah, it was all right. Arus is a decent place. Yeah, most most port type of gaffs have that element of roughness, but yeah. there's loads of hidden gaffs and hidden gems yeah. that you get in those kind it's of It's got gaffs. that mad museum with the um, the rainbow thing going yeah, around the roof. Right, I'm, yeah. I'm poking myself into a corner. We keep bumping into Danish people at United. Oh, another thing, I'm going to defend myself here. When I speak to foreign people on here, people take the piss out of me for slowing down and changing my accent and calling me Steve McLaren. If you don't do that, they don't understand you. So there. I do that to people. I speak Salford. to foreign people all the time. You do it to people from, from Salford. So I might sound like a knob, but the main thing hey, is mate, that you, you get understood. No, just on the job thing, I've got, uh, I've got just a couple of couple of interests in my life horses and, and punting and stuff so uh, I've got a horse running tomorrow so I'm gonna I want to dedicate a bit more time to that so I've worked hard and I'll uh, I can find myself a bit of time I'm gonna do a few other things so you uh, lucky man I am one thing I do not have in my life at the moment is time and I would love it time to read books I've just feel at my stage I've got a lot on my plate I've got two young kids I travel a lot as you might have gathered I spent the last few days on motorways, got to watch absolutely shit football the, games. Um, Birmingham Derby. So was shit. It, was only was it? What it was, was it shit. Like as a, was it moody? Yeah, yeah. I've never seen so many. I mean, Birmingham's a massive city, and it's nearly as big as Manchester. Some would say it's even bigger. Never seen so many lads in Stone Island and Montclair jackets. I saw it kick off behind the Tilton Road end between Birmingham City fans, and I felt you know I respect them. They're all going out to support the club it's clearly a big deal football was terrible the main stand's falling down I met some good people there you, you, proper football fans are good where, wherever you go I know someone who used to run a pub in Digbeth and Digbeth's quite a lively grotty part of uh, it's a bit like where Piccadilly is in Manchester yeah. and it's got that small leaf as yeah. well where the ground yeah, is it's, got, it's got, not it's, great it's not it's rough but I, they used to run a it was a proper decent old man's boozer life so it was alright but Match day when Birmingham were playing Villa, that was like it was like, yeah. like a war zone. Oh, it was so rum. There's rum, yeah. definitely. And, and then I went by the away end and spoke to Villa fans coming in, and people were then looking at me as if I was a Birmingham fan and, and offering me out. And I'm like, it's well, ten past eleven on a Sunday morning. Well, I, don't I don't really want to fight honest, with six drunk I lads. I don't miss either of them as away games. No, I, I mean Birmingham. I don't like the, Villa, but Birmingham. I think Birmingham were the first to proper take the piss out of us with money. Uh, yeah. 49, 50 quid type of stuff. Yeah, they'd okay, take, good point. They take you into that little concrete lockup, and then you couldn't get out anywhere. So there was that. But Villa for me, it's always been quite overrated. It's a great. It's it's. It's always been good to us on the pitch, and we've always done well there in semis. But as an actual away game, Villa doesn't do it for me. So I'm, I don't miss it. I'd have Fulham. If you offered me Fulham or Villa back tomorrow, I'd pick Fulham all day long. New United, we stand out this I week. met some posh people from Fulham up a hill in the Lake District yesterday, but <laughs> don't know where that story's going to go. But after I left the Lakes, I went to Burnley to watch another absolutely shit, shit game of football. Drove me mad. Burnley won, Newcastle United nil. It was dreadful, Steve. It was absolutely dreadful. In fairness, they're both two great football clubs and Burnley are very good at getting 1-0 wins and the seventh in the table. Burnley being in the Premier League is a massive overachievement for them. I've got to respect that. But to, to watch it, I know, I know we've Sean Dyche. What have you made of Jose's comments? Yeah. I just asked Thomas. Um, Norway. I think, I think again, you've, you've probably got... Obviously, when you read it um, in print, you can draw your own conclusion and put yeah. your own interpretation on it. You don't know what it was said. It could have been said sarcastically. It could have been said tongue-in-cheek. 
it could have been a, a light-hearted reference. It probably wasn't, knowing him. It no. was probably quite prickly in a minute. Yes. And I think, you know, when you look at... Normally when things are open to misinterpretation, United will take it out, you know? It's... Well, I'll tell you what I would... He's made his point. Is yeah, I think did? he probably has. I think, I'll tell you what would be interesting. His whole demeanour running up to this Chelsea game yeah. is going to be huge, I think. And well, if... it's affecting it, because yeah, so. United is shit there. Yeah. Stop yeah. swearing, Andrew. Yeah, I uh, yeah lost Stuart Edwards' job. No, I think I think once I think he'll probably breathe a big sigh of relief after the Chelsea game. After the nil-nil, hopefully. Cheers. Yeah, enjoy your magma. Yeah, I think if he can get away from Chelsea without getting tanked like we got last year, I think he'll probably be in a better frame of mind there. Get tonight out of the way. Can qualify tonight, I think. Um, so get that out of the way, then he's got an opportunity to give a couple of squad players a bit of a game. So I just think he's piling. I did when he joined. I put I did an article in the mag about. Mourinho's success will be determined not so much by the stuff on the picture, it'll be how he handles his psyche when people start getting at him and people start and things start going wrong. Because I do think he is he's a little bit fra- I think some of Ferguson's greatness was in real challenging times and adversity, whereas Mourinho, his greatness is he's when things are great. Um, and he's just got to manage that a little bit better. And I think it's probably just the accumulation of five or six little things that are niggling away at him. One of them being Manchester City playing so well. Could be that. I mean, let's face it, that's pissing me off <laughs> um, and impacting on my mood. So I can understand where he's coming from on that one. But um, You know the two games at Chelsea last year, the, the cup game, United started fine until yeah. they lost the man. Yeah. And then started fine in the league game, but <laughs> they were a goal down after the like, first minute was all right. Do you know that, that was one of them where, a bit like, you know, when we, I think I said it on here, when we played Roma, we had seven shots and seven went in. Chelsea had four shots that night and four went in. It was just one of them where just everything came out as went in. You've just, you just got to sometimes. One thing Ferguson wasn't scared of was getting hammered. Um, I think Mourinho is actually scared Go of getting them. hammered. But um, Ferguson always said when he's got the players. I remember him going to camp now in 98, 99 and saying, finally, my managerial career, I feel I've got a team good enough to go away to Barcelona and attack them. And that was such a luxury to him. When he gets, when he gets, Pog- game. When he gets Pogba back, um, I very, very much hope he then throws Marshall, Rashford and Lukaku up as a front three and lets them do that Rooney, Ronaldo, Tevez, because that's still the best football I've seen in my lifetime watching United. And I think we've got the tools to do that again. So I think the other thing that's getting at him a bit... I think he knows he's just trying to hang on to City and, and, and everything. How are you, mate? All right. Um, he's trying to hang on. Thanks. Um, and I think he just wants... I think these injuries and these little niggles... All right, mate, you OK? They're just, they're just getting at him a little bit. And he's just got to manage his own mind, frame of mind, and, and get through it and, um, and just be in touch with him, really. Um, I don't think people here are expecting him to win the league. That's the other thing. He's heaping that pressure on himself. I don't think people are expecting... It'd be nice, but I think most people, if you said now he was going to win it, everybody to a man would probably say City. I said so, third at the start of the season and I'm not really going to change well, that. I might, might change the second, but yeah, not first. You know, if we, end, if we end up second, a good second, strong season, 80 points type of second, yeah. and get a cup in there, yeah. or have a couple of good cup runs... I, you know, I tell you what, I could I could see him absolutely frauding his way to the Champions League yeah, final. Yeah. I could absolutely yeah, see that. Yeah. In the same way he did it, he did it at Milan. Imagine got a city in the semi-final of the Champions League and just don't nil, thinking about nil nil in it. And then then nicking one at the imagine end. That, imagine how horrible that'd be. It'd be brilliant. No, I couldn't. I mean, it's a waste of a fucking trip for a start. So stopping City know. getting into into the Champions League. I mean, and you're going to do the podcast from Chelsea. I'm not going on Sunday. I went. Yeah. I went both of them last year. Both. Both uncomfortable experiences for me for, sev- for several reasons. <laughs> so I'm going to go to Seville Barca on Sunday night 
in in the Republic of Spain, stroke Catalonia, stroke Barcelona, stroke whatever it's going to be yeah, called you, by you, Sunday. Yeah, you're moving out, yeah? Or you're going to stick it out? <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> these aren't good times. I am. I'm not in favour of independence. Yeah. And my daughters are being raised speaking speaking Catalan. Are you allowed to vote? This is a, this is the thing that pisses me off. I pay taxes in Britain and Spain. I'm not. I'm not even allowed to vote in Spain. So you I should be allowed to vote. Yeah, I'm allowed one here. Because um, I'm here from here. But yeah, I'm not allowed one over there. So um, yeah, I think it would just be another massive political protest, and then a football game will break out. Good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. Also Saturday. And um, so you, you sort the pocket. And then who've we got after that? Um, Newcastle. Oh yeah, the following. Yeah. I'm in Lisbon next week. Brilliant Lisbon. Wow. Interviewing Figo, Gianluca Viali. Should get should try and get them on the podcast, shouldn't yeah, I? Do that. Talking yeah, about their games against yeah, Manchester be, United. Be, be better than getting Bloomy on. Like I'll get on. It'll be a nice antidote to that. I'll get Bloomy. We've got Paragon sure tonight. On. Earlier on in this. As everyone knows, yeah. Lisbon no, Lis- Lis- Lisbon's a Lisbon's top place, but uh, yeah, we've got that uh, Bristol. So I'm looking forward to Bristol City. I yeah, have to say that went uh, that went to plan for once. That was brilliant. Yeah, um, I didn't know Stuart Gardner was a Bristol City. Yeah, fan. just was with Stuart. He shouldn't be allowed. To, he shouldn't be allowed to commentate on that. Uh, he, he's a professional, Stuart, and we'll be absolutely fine in that game. We've got absolute confidence in him. And Dean Alden, mate of mine, is the assistant manager of Bristol City. He's a United fan, he's from Salford, went to games until he became, until the hindrance of becoming a professional footballer got in the way. And when the draw was made last week, he went to his manager, Lee Johnson, and requested a night off so he could go in the United end. Good manager, Lee Johnson. He's done very well. We stand out this week. And there are similarities in the way that he sort of positions himself with Jose, actually. And great away game, the Atio stand, it seats 4,600 be good to have a bigger way following there and Bristol City it's 81 won it when United last played 80, there yeah 80-81 um, and Bristol's a good city just before Christmas so all good all good from there and I watched them play a few weeks ago they've got a good young team United will definitely get a nil good enough to get a nil why, why, will, draw why will Bristol be any good just before Christmas you said like have they do well, it's the not going to be like Basel, is it? The lights will be on. The bout of a Christmas market. It is a good city. Why would it be bad? Christmas markets have been done to death now, haven't they? What, Bristol? If you yeah. got into Bristol at 1pm on the day that game, this week. on a Wednesday, the week before Christmas, if you can't have Have you, have you, have you tried fun? telling Steve Black, who runs our coach, about getting there at that time? We won't even, we'll probably leave Manchester at that time. It's a good job it's not you would have left at five broke down and got there got there ten minutes after that was the first coach we did anyway we're happy with Bristol City away I'm going to go into the ground now for Manchester United against Benfica I'm confident of a win I, predict, I predicted the score right on Saturday before the Tottenham one I said 1-0 lucky you 2-0 tonight go on what are you saying um, I think it'll be 3-0 to United tonight and they'll be comfortable see so who's right New United we stand out this week New United, we stand out this week, 250. We appreciate the support of our sponsors, which help keep this podcast free for you to enjoy. Uh, Harry's is a razor company. It's based in the United States. They've got over 3 million uh, regular subscribers to their blades. And they're offering United We Stand listeners a trial set for only £2.95. It should be £11.50. If you go to harrys.com forward slash united, you can train, claim your trial set. It will be delivered to your door. 
I've I've received one. I've used it. I liked it. It's a decent shave. The you get shaving gel. It's all very nicely packaged, and you get razors with five blades at a very decent price, especially compared with other five blade razors. And how they did that? Harry's bought a factory in Germany with over a hundred years of blade making experience, and they thought that by controlling the entire blade making process and selling over the internet, they could keep the cost down, give you a high quality shave at a better price. So if you go to harrys.com forward slash united, and then for £2.95, you'll get a weighted ergonomic razor handle. You get the, the blades, the shave gel, a travel blade cover as well. And you can subscribe, you can have them delivered to you as frequently or as infrequently as you like, or you can just buy them outright if you want to do it. I suggest you just try it, see if you like it. It's always a pleasure when we get Benfica fans or any away fans on the podcast. It's not always possible rushing out of away ends. Uh, I've seen Benfica fans around Manchester all day. A double-decker coach full of happy singing Benfica fans has just gone past. And I've just noticed three people with Benfica scarves on and they're all pointing at each other because they're probably nervous about their English and I've heard them all speaking English and they're absolutely fine. And so I'm going to speak to all three of you. What's your name? My name is Joana. Where are you from? Uh, well, I'm from Portugal. I'm yeah. a city called Leria. Leria? Yeah, but I live in London for the last five years. And have you been to Manchester before? No, never. This is your first visit? Yes. Are you optimistic playing Manchester United? Well, um, just say no. <laughs> be honest, no, I'm not. But I hope it's going to be a good game. What is your greatest moment as a Benfica fan? Um, probably when they win the, the championship in Portugal for the fourth time. Yeah. And who is your favourite Benfica player? Uh, from all time? Yeah. Maybe Rui Costa. Rui Costa? Yeah. I know him. He's <laughs> yeah. a man. He ruined three perfectly good days in Florence in 1999 when he played for Fiorentina. I'm going to see him next week in Lisbon. Seriously. It's, uh, yeah, I am. I've got to see him. He was brilliant. Yeah. He's a good player and he's very humble. He's a very nice man. And he's been learning English. And Nuno Gomez speaks perfect English. Oh, really? As does uh, your chairman, Mr. Domingos. <laughs> um, what's your name? Uh, it's Daniel. Where are you from? I'm from Cantanhede, uh, near Coimbra. Okay. Should we speak in Portuguese now? Donabal? Oh. <laughs> um, I say that my wife's Brazilian and I really should speak Portuguese and I don't. But I know every gossip you know word. Something. I know all the bad things. Oh, I imagine. It's when the she's, first time to learn. When she's angry with me. <laughs> um, Tell us about Nemanja Matic. Um, how good was he playing for Benfica? It was really good. Uh, Chelsea didn't want him to, to play in Chelsea, so we keep him and we make him even better player. And then you want him again, so we sell him for a better money, so it was good. <laughs> it, was be- it was the most intelligent piece of transfer business ever. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's you, true, it's true. And I spoke to your chairman ab- about this. You, you got him for free from Chelsea. Yeah. As part of the David Luiz deal, yeah. sold him to Chelsea for 25 million. Yeah. <laughs> and when I spoke to Mr. Dominguez, he said, "Please don't tell Mr. Abramovich this." Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, I put it in the article because it, it was a good line. Victor Lindelof. Uh, 
uh, it was really good in Benfica for the last at least two, three years he was really good but I know that he's not very good now in Manchester no, his early days he deserves a chance yeah he needs to improve a little bit but he's getting there he'll so, get there with the time okay. I think, yeah. uh, I think. Um, uh, Jose Mourinho from Setubal yeah from Setubal <laughs> what do you think of Mr Mourinho uh, the pause you, you can be honest <laughs> it could be more humble sometimes I think uh, That's the most diplomatic way. Of if, if he was from my club, I would love him. Yeah. But when he is from a different club, I would hate him. <laughs> There's no middle way <laughs> to, to feel about Mourinho. Yeah. What's your name? Uh, my name is Carlos. Where are you from, Carlos? I'm from Portugal as well, uh, from the same city. Uh, but we are we all live in London now. So. And there's a big. Portuguese population in in London. Oh, definitely. There always was, wasn't there? There was an area near Made of Vale, like yeah, Little Portugal, or it's Stockwell. Right? Stockwell now. Yeah, yeah. And since the economic crash of two thousand and eight, yeah. a lot more Portuguese people have moved to London yeah. and Spanish people. Yeah, definitely. Me, I'm one of those examples because I had a kind of a, a good job back in Portugal. Uh, but like since because of the crisis, a lot of Portuguese people, my girlfriend, them, my friends, they came to to London, and I decided to move as well. So this is um, not just young people. Sometimes even older people they come to, to to London. I know lots of them, and and now your government is trying to attract people yeah, back there. To. They have to by it's offering kind of very a... favourable tax rates of yeah. certain industries. So you know Eric Cantona, the great Manchester player, yeah. has has moved to yeah. Lisbon. And Madonna. Yeah. And Madonna as well. Obviously, we heard of Madonna. They might be together, though. But, but <laughs> they, now, now you're thinking Madonna and Cantona. Now that, Such that, a coincidence. That's, yeah. <laughs> but, but they find the idea of, of living in Cascais and Lisbon. If you have money, Portugal will be the, the country to live. Yeah. Because it's safe, uh, you have very good food. Uh, it's wonderful. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's sunny, 30 degrees there, so awesome yeah. but I think it's it's a difficult country if you're born in that country yeah uh, it's kind of a difficult now well I, I'm from Manchester and I absolutely love Portugal I love yeah. Lisbon the, the Portuguese people I know and I've met have been have been friendly um, we should apologize that there's nothing to do around Old Trafford because some Benfica fans have been saying to us you come to our city there's millions of bars and you come here and there's not not so much True. how have you found the british people with you as, as move as moving here been a good experience for you yeah yeah definitely, definitely. very warm people at, at the beginning it was not kind of a it's difficult when you start because people did you speak english like, a little bit yeah. yeah so people look at you like inside saying that oh another migrant for this country but as soon as they know really us, some people yeah. would look at you like that a really people look, yeah really people do think that so it's very difficult to start in this country because yeah. as people just see us like working, they will kind of uh, uh, welcome us and yeah. Yeah, and now once you you um, integrate into society and pay your taxes here, people yeah. is more positive. Definitely. If Rui Costa came here, I don't think anyone will say to him, "What are you doing here?" Because he just brings life, joy to people's lives, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, who is your best ever Benfica player? I would say Rui Costa as well. Like yeah. Eusebio, it's the it's the kind of a the legend. But the way Rui Costa play, oh, he's so good. Can I tell you a little story about him? I've never yeah. told this. Yeah. So one year ago, I got asked to go to Lisbon, and I'm going again next week to interview Costa, Gomez, and the chairman, oh. and we'll finish it off here. Yeah. And I thought I was meeting them and doing it on a stage. 
and it was going to be televised and for me it was a nice interesting job to do and four or five days before I receive a call from Benfica inviting me into the boardroom for a meal with Rui Costa and Nuno Gomez I'm a football fan I know who they are I know what Benfica yeah. are I'm a journalist I'm not going to say no so I sat down in the boardroom thinking this is this is wonderful my job is wonderful when it's like this and the real reason I got invited was because Rui Costa was a little bit nervous about speaking in English oh. and he wanted to know what I was going to ask him in advance and because it was a soft interview I could I could help him and I met him the next day before the interview and Rui Costa said and he was really 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 nervous and he said I can play in Champions League finals and not be nervous and I'm absolutely shitting myself so we did the interview and I was gentle with him but then at the end of it in front of like 1400 people and on TV I said I want an apology from you for your performance against the champions of Europe Manchester United when he played for Benfica and he looked at me and said I apologise for nothing <laughs> everybody applauded him they love Rui Costa even more in Portugal who's the best current player who are you going to be selling to Manchester United or Real Madrid for 50 million euros next summer Pizzi well that will be the player too I hope he stays in, a, in, a, in, a, in Benfica but Pizzi will be the player I'm guessing it will, it's our best player at the moment so how many fans have you brought to Manchester well I don't have a clue Okay. Uh, and for me it's odd, I need to show this. Thank God Daniel is not here to see this. Oh no, that's Daniel now. I so need to show this. You're opening, you're opening I'm a show up. A Benfica fan. Yeah. But I learned how to play football and watch to play to, to watch proper football because of this. So this is me. Right. I'm from Benfica, but I have this. So our third and final Benfica fan has just opened his coat up to reveal a Manchester United tracksuit and said he loved football first of all because of Manchester United. Really? Yeah, I started to watch uh, first Manchester games before even I watched the Benfica match. Which team? Um, I remember like uh, it was Beckham, Scholes uh, and it was, I still remember the games against like Manchester United against Chelsea from Zola and players like that so it's kind of a, I started to watch football because of Man United. To be fair, that was my story. That's a compliment to that great team. Thank you for your time. I hope you enjoy Old Trafford. Yes. United won 2-0. The game has just finished. Four straight wins. The 3,000 Benfica fans are singing, as they have been for much of the last 10 minutes. Been brilliantly loud. Been a really, really good away following. Once again, another great away following at Old Trafford. That's despite seeing the team lose the fourth consecutive game in the Champions League. They're almost certainly out. I've not looked whether it's possible for them to go through, but I think, it, I think that they will be out. United have got four straight wins, yet to concede a goal at Old Trafford in all competitions. The second was scored by Daly Blind, penalty straight down the centre. I think Romelu Lukaku, certainly from where I was looking, wanted to take it after Marcus Rashford had been brought down, but he was instructed not to. Anthony Martial had had a penalty save in the first half. Can you hear, listen how loud they are? They're brilliant. They're absolutely brilliant. And the first goal of United was when Nemanja Matic shot from 25-30 yards, hit the post, bounced off the goalkeeper and went back in. The goalkeeper, the young goalkeeper, who made the mistake, 
in Lisbon, which led to the only goal of the game, did have a decent game. So, again, not a great Manchester United performance. Again, United got the result. Again, United kept a clean sheet. So, this is a very functional Manchester United team. They're doing enough. People are going home, sort of satisfied. They're not exhilarated. They're not absolutely delighted. They're not saying that we've just seen a wonderful show of football, but it's a functional team. It's getting results and look at the league table. There's been times, even when United have had a far stronger squad, where they haven't had a record anything like as good as this in the, the Champions League. Um, Scott McTominay, I thought he did well. He did the simple thing for most of the night. Made five, ten-yard passes. No, no issues with him whatsoever. And he probably got a game because Jose Mourinho had half a mind on the lineup which is going to play at Chelsea. Benfica nearly scored when Eric Bailly uh, played the ball across the back of his defence and it was intercepted. Um, which of their players would I see looking like will be sold for £40 million next summer? Because that's been the trend of what they've been doing. Uh, I like Pizzi, the central midfielder, the left-back also look good. And the Benfica fans are still going on and on and on. And they're a huge club. They're a giant of European football who play in a very small league. But their average home crowd is 54,000. They're massive. And they've got a huge support across the Portuguese diaspora. Benfica are huge in uh, Mozambique, for example, Cape Verde. And I'm going there um, next week to Lisbon, but I'm not going to go and watch a Benfica game. I'm going to speak to lots of people who are from Benfica. The lawnmowers have just come out onto the Old Trafford pitch. It was a full house tonight, so that's impressive. And you know, the stadium had started to empty five, ten minutes before the end. I think people want to get back. The traffic around Trafford Park is horrendous with all the roadworks that are going on uh, as they built, put the Metroline, Metrolink line out to the Trafford Centre. So 2-0 at home to Benfica. I think I predicted that. Um, before the game just as I got the 1-0 at Tottenham on Saturday so if you want me to predict what's going to happen this weekend not just in football but in world affairs or perhaps if you want relationship advice I am available I can predict anything I'm on a golden run a bit like Manchester United and I'm probably even less convincing than Manchester United so the next podcast uh, will be from Chelsea uh, on Sunday hopefully Manchester United can finally get a result against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. I can't say I'm too, too optimistic, but I wouldn't bet against a nil-nil draw. Yeah, I'm going to go for nil-nil.